and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I am Shannon Wilkinson. I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I am a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking about small ways we can practice letting go of perfectionism. tired because I just got back from the five days at the uh, in Dallas or Fort Worth actually at the conference of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals NAPO and it makes my brain tired and it makes (laughs) my throat tired because there was so much chatting plus there were a couple of venues with music that had to be talked over there was there was oh, some, right there was some fun to be had so uh, yes yeah so i'm um feel like i'm a little behind the eight ball today but uh, <laughs> but i'm happy to be talking to you oh good i'm glad that to be talking to you too i feel it's so funny because even though it doesn't really change anything like when you're out of town i feel like i miss you a little more Oh, well, that's nice. We don't, you don't get instant response, even if you, perhaps, I mean, like, it's not like we text each other all the time, but I know when you're out of town, I take notice of that too. It's like, oh, I don't have easy access. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Although, uh, you know, we were in texting communication quite frequently over the last few days, I think. (laughs) That's true because we hit our big milestone while I was out of town. did. It was very exciting. 50,000 downloads and um, during the same week that we released episode 45. Yep, that's pretty great. That was very exciting. Yeah, so we had a few bitmojis we had to exchange, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I sort of felt like I was showing Mike the, um, the, all the bitmojis that we shared and I sort of feel like maybe we need to share those screenshots because it's pretty funny. Oh, you think? Okay, because yeah. I was just thinking I was too embarrassed to share it with Barry. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's completely ridiculous. Right. But <laughs> but he doesn't um, re- listen to the podcast or w- look at the show notes, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I think everybody who listens would enjoy seeing our Bitmoji celebration. Okay, I'll make that. I'll put those in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, like, what a little thing, like, a bitmoji will, you know, like, how fun it can be just exchanging those and finding, like, the most absurd ones. Exactly. And if you guys, if someone's listening who doesn't know what bitmoji is, it's an app where you create um, a little figure that looks like you, and then you get you, you get put into all these ridiculous <laughs> situations ah, I explained that poorly but it's worth checking out it's really yeah, fun yeah it's pretty fun Shannon and they Turner. and they do a lot of um, seasonal ones or you know holiday appropriate ones and yeah um, and then just like weird random ones showed up like I, I, the weird random one right now that I don't quite understand is being caught in green jello oh like, right in a green jello mold <laughs> yeah that was super creepy <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to creep you out when I no, said that. No, it's just so weird. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, who thinks of these things? <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. And um, the other fun thing was, like, the day after that, um, I met a, a really nice organizer at the meeting, Jocelyn. Shout out to Jocelyn, who... Who rec- you know, he said, are you Janine Adams? Well, like, recognize me. I had a name tag on, right? I mean, it's not like you recognize <laughs> me. But, um, and then she said how much she enjoys the podcast. And it was very complimentary. And it was super fun to oh, talk to yay. her. Yay. Hi, Jocelyn. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> right. And where, is- um, where does she live? Yeah. I was afraid you're going to ask that. I bet you she told me, but I would think I was on a glass of wine number two. It was oh. at a party. Um, right. I wasn't drinking during the like the conference session. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't remember where she lives. Oh well. Yeah. Yay for Jocelyn for for finding you and saying hi and and um, getting a picture. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I asked someone to take a picture of us. Um, so yay, that yeah, was fun. <laughs> and I saw Gretchen Rubin. Um, you know, whose podcast inspired our podcast. She spoke at the conference, but I didn't meet her because there was a huge long line of people to meet her, and I don't oh. stand I don't stand in long lines. So, um, but lots of people, uh, organizers have been sharing pictures of themselves with Gretchen Rubin, which is very cool. She was a, she's a very good speaker. That was wonderful. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's like you got a little exposure to what inspired us, and then you got to to some exposure to what keeps us going. Yeah. Oh, nicely put. Yes. Yep. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so today we wanted to talk about a few different little ways that we can all practice letting go of perfectionism. And um, this was spurred on by a couple of things. We've gotten some comments on Twitter and and on um, show notes. And, and then you had an experience this morning that sort of tied it all together for us or, or you know, sort of prompted us to want to talk about this a little bit more. Right. Do you want me to talk about that first? Yeah. Because um, the longer we wait, the more I'll forget. I was like, I have to talk about this today. <laughs> I'm so tired. But yeah. we at our NAPO, our local chapter meeting is always the second Monday of the month on, in the morning. And so it happened to be the day after we all returned from this conference. There were people at this morning meeting who didn't get home till after midnight last night. So that was dedication. And the program, I think the reason they were willing to drag themselves there was the program was so great. It was uh, two representatives from St. Louis County, uh, uh, like waste management and whatever they're probably called environmental services or whatever but like the recycling people were mm-hmm. there and they gave us a, a presentation on landfills and stuff but then they started talking sort of the nitty-gritty about what's recyclable and what isn't in st in, in specifically in st louis and so there were lots of things that we were surprised to learn couldn't be recycled like maybe you probably know all this shannon because you live in portland <laughs> but like you know starbucks cups because they have yeah. a, wa- a wax interior or um uh, what? You mean like the paper cups? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The paper cups, right. Things like that. And so people were kind of getting, you know, these organizers and we're really wanting to be resources for our clients. So we wanted to make sure we were very clear and understanding things. So we're getting kind of specific on uh, items that 
that you know, what about my cat food bag you know stuff like that and um finally and they were answering very patiently and then the woman who was giving the presentation said i just want to tell you guys i can tell you're very concerned about recycling and that's excellent but i absolve you from feeling as though you have to recycle absolutely everything and she said it's it's worse to put into the recycling stream something that's not recyclable than it is to put into the landfill something that is recyclable you know in general right. i mean just in in, in small yeah. in small parts um because in other words air on the side of the landfill because she said um it's not going to really harm anything in a in the, in the if it's just you doing a couple of things but but it can be really um hard on the recycling if it gets contaminated so um we were single-use batteries came up that was like that was a big deal because oh yeah around here anyway the advice was to throw them on the in the trash uh-huh. and we were all like what and um because that just felt all kinds of wrong um, right. but there but she says it costs more to extract the materials from them than it does to re- um, than you get from the materials, so oh. recycling is not is is the opposite of profitable. On uh-huh. it. So it's hard to do to um, it's hard to get anybody to do it. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, hmm. uh-huh. I always thought there was some reason you weren't supposed to put them in the garbage, like, like that they were bad. harmful. Right. Well, I said that, and she said no, no, and she had explained already in her presentation that that there are systems in place in a sanitary landfill with you know like to make sure that this stuff doesn't get to the groundwater like oh, uh-huh. you know liner and then all sorts of filtering and and so forth so she said oh. it's not going to hurt and it in um so uh i thought wow to me i thought made me think about how we w- have a tendency to feel like we have to recycle everything or we can't recycle anything you know we recycle yeah. or we don't or that we have to make sure that go to a whole lot of effort to recycle every aspect which is great if you're willing to do it but if it's too much effort and you do you, you give up on everything then then that's no good right um, but it, it's such a as you were talking i was thinking you know certainly this isn't giving people you know sort of letting people off the hook of doing any recycling but if if most people did good enough recycling and aired on the side of making sure that the things they did recycle were really recyclable mm-hmm. and you know let everything else go into the landfill that would make a huge difference yes right right if if, if perfectionism is paralyzing them from doing anything or just right. you know my, my feelings just try to do good right yeah just try to do good um so yeah. it was a very interesting meeting she could they could have talked for another hour i swear uh, and <laughs> uh, but they we made them leave because we had to keep move on yeah to more i'm actually they probably wanted to leave <laughs> yeah they're probably like they're, we're done talking about the minutia here to the crazy organizers <laughs> they were yeah. asking right but um but yeah it was it was really very interesting one person said to me he said i'm really disappointed to learn that like paper cups aren't recyclable and that makes me feel bad and I said well but you can feel good now knowing that you're not polluting unknowingly polluting the recycling stream by including them yeah 
We've had a number of discussions in my house about the fact that they aren't recyclable and certain people feel so bad about not recycling them. They still put them in the recycling bin and now I have a good reason to tell them not to do that. Excellent. Do these certain people listen to the podcast? They do. Then you don't even have to tell him or her. That's so true. (laughs) Him or her. Um, But uh, I'll tell you, um, because I felt bad about knowing that they were not recyclable and, you know, using them on a relatively frequent basis. Mm -hmm. And I got a mug for Christmas, an insulated mug that I love, Mm -hmm. um, a travel mug that's leak proof. And I love how it looks. I love how warm it keeps my beverage. I enjoy drinking out of it and it's easy to clean. And now I don't have to feel bad about putting the cups in the garbage. Yeah, that's great. Can you, you, I assume that you can take your mug to the purveyor of chai latte. Yes. And um, and they'll fill it or how's that work? They will fill it. Well, and I'll just tell you since you you know I'm a fan of the Starbucks chai latte, Uh um, that uh, when I take it there, I get a 10% or not 10%, a 10 cent discount. Oh. By bringing my own mug. And they preheat it. They put like the hot water that they make tea with. So it's that uh-huh. really super hot water. And they like put it in there and let it sit in there for a second to warm it up, warm up the mug and, and also, you know, give it a little cleaning. But, you know, <laughs> even though I bring it clean. Sure, but, Shanna. <laughs> I don't think they would fill a dirty mug, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and then they fill it, and um, it's and it's great. And and everyone, it's really funny. The baristas even like my mug. Like they're like, wow. well, "Did you get this? This is so great." Well, that's excellent. Um, I feel good about cups not going into it. And now I have a little system. Like I come home, I uh, wash it out, I put it to dry, and then it's ready for me in the morning if I'm going to go get coffee somewhere. And you save a dime. And I save a dime. That's excellent. I decided yeah. I'm going to start bringing my own mug to the Napo St. Louis meetings because there's usually coffee served uh-huh. um, so that I'm not using a paper cup. Oh, that's a good idea. Are, are you going to bring a travel mug or are you, you going to bring a I getting a good enough mug? I think I'm going to bring a mug. getting a good enough mug. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. And then I'm like, wait, maybe we could get getting to good enough travel mugs. <laughs> right, but I'm filling in and drinking the coffee there, so it's not necessary. Yeah. But we, we could, I'm sure, get getting to good enough travel mugs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe we just need to get decals and I could stick it on my travel mug. I like that you said decals, not decals. Is that what you said? <laughs> I don't know now. <laughs> Decal. I think I normally say decals. Nobody says decals. <laughs> Except for me just a moment Today, ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good idea to get a de- decal. Um, that's a, <laughs> we could get decals. That's a great idea. I'll, I'll, I'll get to work on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but anyway, that's, you know, that's a really good example of like noticing something where perfectionism is getting in the way and then how to both sort of absolve you of the feelings 
that is keeping you from doing things, you know, feeling like you're not getting it right. And then also help you think of ways to sort of overcome the actual problems. Mm-hmm. And I loved getting like a rule of thumb. Like I loved really learning. I really loved learning on which side to err on this decision if I was yeah. going to err. It kind of gives me it gives me permission to err with less harm, I guess. Right. Well, and I'm so grateful to know that because I used to err on the other side. Me too. Like, you know, I mean, I I'm pr- know pretty well what is recyclable and what's not recyclable in Portland. But if I was unsure about something, I would stick it in. Right. And now I'm not going to do that. Right. I, there were two other things um, that I learned that I'll mention uh, in case it's of interest, at least here in St. Louis, you know, we take our grocery bags back to the grocery store. Uh, not right. in Portland, are they illegal? You don't even have grocery bags, right? Uh, not plastic ones. Plastic no, ones, they're right. illegal in Portland. Right. Well, in Missouri, they are not illegal. In Missouri, yeah. neither is texting while you drive. That's not illegal either. But anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, we, so the the grocery store takes them back, and I learned that you can also take back take with with them. Um, any kind of stretchy plastic, so like Ziploc bags oh. or the air pillows. Um, right. You take out the air probably. And yeah. um, shrink wrap or um, saran wrap if it's clean. But anything that's crispy plastic, like cellophane, like the thing uh-huh. that my plastic fork, knife, and spoon that came with my coffee oh, right. came in, that's not that's has to go in the trash. Oh. So that was interesting to learn. Oh, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I know our our grocery stores still have um, things set up like that for for plastic bags, even though I, I think it may be for, like, the produce bags or yeah, something. Yeah, they still g- what, give out the produce bags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was, uh, apparently at Trader Joe's, the produce bags say on them that they're compostable. Compostable? Com- uh-huh. compostable hours and uh now I'm, now i'm feeling self-conscious <laughs> yeah um but in in st louis uh they are not com- compostable we don't they're only compostable in in an industrial composting commercial composting setting as right. in Port- portland i'm sure you guys have put comp like All curbside composting we do have curbside composting and they do you know they have a big facility where they do it and you can put a lot of stuff in there that you wouldn't ever want to put if you're composting at home oh, right like bones and fat and stuff uh-huh. um but they say that they don't want you to put items in there that are other than food items or pizza boxes oh (laughs) so basically you know like brown paper bags or cardboard can go in with that but they don't want all of that other stuff that even if it is labeled compostable i think it just um it's just too hard to manage and people put the wrong stuff in right yeah yeah Um, that makes sense well yeah in in so we were disappointed to learn that there's nothing to do with it. we can't we, and we can't take those Trader Joe's bags to the grocery store for recycling because they're oh. not they're made of the same plastic bags. Oh right, the plastic bag grocery store. Gro- the regular ones are so those yeah. actually have to go in St. Louis into the trash. Oh, unless Trader yeah. Joe's collects them, I don't. Maybe they do. I should look. Oh, they might. Um, hmm. Yeah, they might. But yeah, so that's so that was, those I, it just, the two I, want. I feel such weirdly relief. 
<laughs> about like like I because it, it feels really important to me to recycle and I want to do the best I can at it but I have like such a sense of relief that you know that to have this information and and feel like I'm doing a better job well good that's great yeah. I um I will write I'm planning to write a blog post on my organizing blog about it so um and they, uh, they, they showed us a little YouTube video that I'll include in my blog post of what happens at a single stream recycling plant. It's a little cartoon. Um, so I'll, in any case, I'll do that before we publish this episode so I can put a link to the blog post in the show notes. Oh, that'd be and wonderful. And people can see that video. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. And then um, anything else to say about recycling? No, I've said enough. <laughs> I know. I feel like we talked <laughs> way more than we expected to talk about recycling. <laughs> right. But um, it's. I feel like it's all good. Yep. Um, but so now we. The other thing we wanted to talk about was we got um, a tweet from listener at Elise underscore seventy nine, and she said that um, she used to struggle with waiting until the perfect time to make phone calls either to loved ones or to book an appointment but she said that she's been recently has started making the calls as she thinks of it um, like after pulling into the garage or you know other times when she has just a few minutes and has found it really liberating and that it's much better to make a quick call than to put off waiting for the perfect time and then never doing it or doing it much later than you originally wanted to yeah i think that's that's such a great point i love it it's like a little it's like a a little way to practice good enough like we said that um especially it strikes me like back calls to loved ones and this seems like really great advice for that i know when my mom was alive and um I didn't talk to them that much. It came out so wrong. <laughs> yes, they, they had each other, right? So uh, yeah. now that my mom has passed away, I talk to my dad very frequently. But it was always like, oh, I got to call my parents. And then I would, it wouldn't, it didn't seem like, yeah, oh, I've got to wash yeah. dishes and that's loud or whatever. And right. I just wish oh, I had picked up the phone and just done it. Yep. Yep. And I'm having that experience right now with my aunt. And, um, I'm like keep thinking of like I want to talk to her but I keep stopping myself because I think like oh this isn't going to be a good time because she's probably doing this or Mm -hmm. you know she might not be up yet or you know whatever and I just need to pick up the phone and call her and trust that you know if she's not available I won't be interrupting her right she has an answering machine is that true yeah 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 she does have an actual answering machine oh, I know. oh that's excellent geez even my dad has voicemail uh, that's funny so yeah and i and suspect- so she she right she actually i've been with her she screens calls so if she doesn't want to talk she didn't talk oh good yeah yeah oh, that's so. good and we don't want especially elderly loved ones like um no, I, I was <laughs> I was starting to say something that made no sense, uh, which was we don't want elderly loved ones running to the phone, which is not what I meant to say. It's the opposite <laughs> of what I meant to say. What I meant to say was, 
elderly loved ones in particular appreciate a call so much and it doesn't have to be a super long call just hey I'm thinking of you I love you is enough I now call my dad every day almost I mean I I try to call him every day when I was in Texas I didn't manage to do it every day but and so we don't have to talk that long Uh, but you know I get caught up in the events of the day and Walla Walla it's very exciting there (laughs) there well you know there's a shocking amount of things that happen in Walla Walla (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um but and and i and it's also true for you know i'm just thinking about right now like i've been meaning to call my um the doctor for my ankle i need to schedule a follow-up and i haven't done it because it's like i think about it after five and mm-hmm. i'm not going to be able to schedule the appointment and then i thought about it earlier today but for some reason it didn't seem like the right time to do it i don't mm-hmm. remember why if i didn't think i had enough time or what but just to make it easy to do those things and just get them done there's no perfect way to make the phone call just do it All right and it feels really good when i actually make a call when i think of it which yeah. is i don't really enjoy making calls so it's pretty doesn't happen that often but when it does man that feels good (laughs) yeah yeah cross it off the list well and that feeling of knowing that or feeling like you should have made a phone call that you didn't make it weighs so heavily on you Mm -hmm. it's weird isn't it yeah and then and then you think about the amount of time you spend like feeling bad about not having done it yet (laughs) <laughs> right. versus the amount of energy and time it would take to just do it already <laughs> yep yeah yep. so yeah. so we're really appreciative of elise writing into us and to tweeting us and letting us know that that she um started doing that and that she that's one way that she's been embracing good enough yes thank you here here yeah all right. Do you have anything else to say about that? No, I'm sure if I gave it some thought, we'd, I'd come up with many other examples. But my brain is spent. So <laughs> I, I, I feel really good about just using these two examples. Yeah. I think that, that gets after what we want to get after, which is find little ways to, to let good enough into your life. Mm-hmm. And But we're sure that other people have little things that they're doing where they're embracing good enough or ways that they wish they could embrace good enough. And please share those with us. You can do it on today's show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com. You can do it on Twitter, like Elise, at, and our <laughs> our Twitter handle is at GTG Enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on facebook and we're getting to good enough you can just search for that and find us um or on instagram at uh getting to good enough um yeah let us know how little things that you're doing i think i'm sure there's lots of little examples i'd love to learn more hear more yes we would love to share them with all our other listeners too so no example is too small Um, But for now, thank you so much for listening. This is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you.
hey, we did let an episode be shorter than normal. Well, like a tiny bit shorter. Two minutes. (laughs) 